every part of that is part of the plan of God. So it has great value. Even if you pray one, one line or one sentence, I guess would be better to say, one sentence in tongues, it has great value because that's praying one sentence of the plan and the mysteries of God, the plans for your life and uh, the, the things that need to be uh, untangled. We all have things in our thinking that need to be changed, that need to be untangled. Like for instance, we had a, one of our members said that, uh, or someone related to them said, I love your church. I, li I, I would go to your church if it was Baptist. Well, <laughs> and, and they're even recommending this church to other people. But isn't that, that's, that's tangled in your, that's something, that's a stronghold. That's tangled in our thinking. And we all have something. If not that, we have something. And so those things as we pray in the Spirit, and even as we pray in the Spirit for people that don't know how to pray in the Spirit, like that person, then we can untangle those things. Yes. Hallelujah. And cause those... You know, the Bible says that we need to cast down imaginations and take every thought captive. That's a thought right there that needs to be taken captive to the obedience of Christ. And so we, we make this tremendous power available and we pray these utterances. These are genuine utterances that are speaking the plan of God for your life or for somebody else's life. And so as you pray in tongues uh, and somebody comes up to you and says, thank you for praying for me, you can say, you're welcome. Even if you didn't know if you prayed for them, but if you've been truly praying in tongues, putting in your time with tongues, then you have a right to say that. Hallelujah. And so uh, I was thinking as we were praying about Dutch sheets. Um, some of you, how many of you have heard of or know of Dutch sheets? Well, uh, he's a, I, I really like everything I have read of his books on prayer. And uh, I read in one of his books about how his wife, Cece, got a, had a, the doctor, she started having pain in her abdomen and the doctor diagnosed her, as I believe this was right, as having a cyst in her uterus. And so the doctor wanted to do something about it immediately. He wanted to do some kind of a surgery, I believe. And so, but Dutch said, well, uh, can we take some time to pray? And he said, I'll give you one month to do what you do. And then I'm going to do what I do if you, if you don't do what you do in one month. And so uh, he felt in his heart that he was supposed to pray for his wife one hour a day in tongues. That was you know, in addition to the stuff he prays just as being a minister. And so he set aside one hour a day to pray in tongues for Cece. And he didn't even talk with her about it. He didn't require her to pray with him or anything. And she was in pretty much pain. And so... Uh, he said after two weeks, he just had a little glimpse in the spirit, just praying in tongues, nothing happening, not seeing anything, not knowing anything. God didn't speak to him, but he had a little glimpse in the spirit and he saw his, his hand take hold of that tumor and just squeeze it like that. He saw that in the spirit. So he asked Cece that day, he said, uh, is anything changed? And she said, well, the pain is decreasing. And so that was good. And so he kept praying uh, for uh, uh, maybe, I don't know if he prayed two more weeks or anyway. But at the end of the month, after praying one hour a day for his wife, uh, they went back to the doctor and had whatever it was. I don't know if it was ultrasound or what. And there was no tumor. Hallelujah. And so sometimes we need to take that power and put it with our faith. And it's just like, how, how bad do we want some things? And then uh, Dutch Sheets also tells a story. And I don't, I don't know if I can tell this, but I can tell it enough for y'all to get the... But anyway, there was uh, somebody 
in his area that, and I think she was lived about an hour away or something from him. And she uh, was in a coma and somebody had said, would you go pray for her? And so he went and prayed for her and didn't see anything happen, but he was impressed to keep going back. And everybody said, give up on this girl. Everybody said, you know, and he went and he prayed and he would go, he, he went, uh, uh, he went nearly every day, skipped a few, and he did it for one year. And no hope. And the doctors and the nurses were all indicating to him, you are wasting your time. Why are you coming here? And in one, after one year, she just opened her eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Making tremendous power available. And we have to remember when we're praying in tongues, we're not begging God to do something. We're just making the power available for Him to do what He already is already His will. And you can see that over here in James. James chapter, uh, we were there. Go on to verse 17, James 5, 17. It says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, oh, no, so so right there we have Eli, Eli is this Elijah? Yeah, Elijah um, he prayed. Now, if we went back over there into uh, First Kings, where this actually happened, we would find out that it wasn't Elijah's will that it rained or that it stopped raining. This was God's will. This was God. This was a part of God's plan. This was not something just he decided, well, I don't think I want it to rain, and I think I'll just pray. No, and a lot of times we do dream up things that we, we just want to happen instead of getting the will of God on it. You know that, don't you? And, and, and that's when we don't get answers because we're asking amiss. But anyway, or uh, asking that we might spend it upon our own lust. Isn't that what it says in another place? But anyway, um, so this was God's will. And Elijah, if you go to Kings, you'll find he prayed seven times. He went and prayed seven times. And so we have to persevere sometimes. There's some things we can pray one time but that, but then we can still make power available for it. Hallelujah. Anointing. Another way, way you could say it is that you're making the anointing available for what, yeah, and some, somewhere, some way, when, after you've prayed the prayer of faith, at some time you've got to get where the anointing becomes available because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and removes the burden. And that might be in a service where there's a great anointing becomes available. Or it might be that you just at home make the power available and, and, and your symptoms just subside gradually. You just begin to amend. You get to begin to get better. You are recovering, which is not a bad confession to say, I'm recovering. I believed I received when I prayed and I'm recovering. That's not a bad confession. And so, um, Hallelujah. But this man prayed seven times. And when there is demonic opposition, we have to persevere. And I tell you, there is a lot of demonic opposition. Hallelujah. And so we have to persevere in prayer and we have to, we have to keep on like Elijah did. Hallelujah. And make that, a pay, make, that, make that power available. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's just pray in the Spirit just a little more and let you know um, how many of you... Um, well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know 
Hallelujah. Let me think about that. Let's just pray in the spirit a minute. But I'm remembering that um, about Mark Brzee, and I just feel like this is a word for some of y'all, about Mark Brzee saying that uh, the one day the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, you're, you're, I think he said, three steps behind. In, behind. And Mark knew he was talking about in prayer. In other words, you, you, and you're, you're three step. you're not caught up in prayer. Uh, uh, and, um, he said, I, I thought to myself, well, if I can be three steps behind in prayer, then I could be three steps ahead in prayer. And that's where we want to be. We don't want to be trying to catch up in prayer. We want to be way out ahead of the plan of God in prayer. And so the Lord laid on my heart, and we did this Monday night, that us as a church to go ahead and pray out uh, January, February, and March. Hallelujah. Get that prayed out. Probably might should have had it prayed out before, and I don't know if we are, are, are uh, we. I don't know, but I I don't know where we are as far as uh, have we finished praying out January. I don't know, but I know that as, that all of us individually, and then as the whole church corporately, we should be out ahead of God in prayer. In other words, uh, right now praying out what will happen in the summer. Right now praying out what will happen in May. Right now praying, and then in the summer praying out your fall, and 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 probably even maybe further than that. Oh, maybe over even into uh, the next. Year year sometimes. Hallelujah. And so we, we have to stay caught up in prayer. And he said, then another time the Lord spoke to him and said, now you're, you're one step behind in prayer. So I'd like the Holy Ghost to do that for me and tell me now you're, you're okay. You're ahead or okay. You're behind in prayer. You need to, you need to pick up the pace and get out there ahead and pray out the plans. I know we can pray out the plans for our family. I know uh, when Colin was uh, uh, 15, just about turned 16, in January, and I hadn't even heard Mark say this at this time, but in January I said, I'm going to start praying because he's going to get his driver's license in June, and I don't want him running up and down the road. And so all summer. So I need, Lord, I need something. And, you know, I didn't know if I was praying out a job. I didn't know if I was praying out, some, you know, go work on the farm with Michael's dad. I was pretty sure that wasn't it because uh, Michael's little brother was there and that would have been the worst influence in the whole world at that time anyway. And so I was pretty sure that wasn't it. And so I uh, began to pray in about January. Well, and pray this out in advance. In March or April, I don't know, Myron and Leanne said, can we come talk to you? They didn't live in the town we lived in. I didn't even know. And they come said, we're going to YWAM in the summer and we just wanted to come see if y'all would be led of the Spirit to, because they had to raise their own support to go to YWAM and work at this missions camp in Cimarron, Colorado. Well, after they left, well, while they were sitting there, I just, I think they told us the story about how youth can come and work with not, not with Colin in mind or anything. They just happened to tell us that. But something kind of jumped up inside of me. And so we talked it over, Pastor and I. So we didn't just make him go. I mean, we said, Colin, would you like to think about doing this? And he said, yeah, that sounds fun. Hallelujah. If he had known how hard they was going to work him, he might not have. I think he chopped wood all summer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Built some good muscles and got really skinny. Hallelujah. 
But anyway, that's how you we want to do for our kids and for our grandkids. We want to get out there ahead and help pray out the plan for them. And as grandparents, we can't always uh, be the whole thing, but we can sure add our faith to it and our prayers to what the parents are doing. And I'm sure that my grandparents and, and, uh, and my mom and dad and people were also adding their prayers to us. But, you know, uh, they were not near as concerned as I was about what Colin was going to do all summer long with a new driver's license. Hallelujah. Well, that pretty much took care of the summer. But anyway, so we can get out there ahead and pray these things out for our children, praying the things out concerning uh, uh, their lives and what they're going to do. I know one year, and I think Colin was probably about 12 years old, 13 maybe, maybe 14, I don't know. And so I just heard somebody talking about saving for college. And I thought, oh my, we've been giving all our money in just to keep word of, not word of life, but living water at that time, uh, living water faith fellowship to keep it. A, we were, we were so, so sowing all the time. And I said, now Lord, we, you know, we've been sowing, you know, we've been sowing. And we've not been putting back anything for their college. Just start praying this stuff out in advance. Not wait until you get there. And, you know, and so the Lord spoke to me in a day or two. And He said, you've sown and you've been faithful. And when it gets time for them to go to college, I'll take care of it. And so, you know, hey, you know what's so good about this is that I didn't have, I never took another thought. I never had to think one other thought about how they'd go to college. I knew it'd be done. Hallelujah. And so when they, when Colin got ready to go to Ramah, well, hallelujah, Michael's brother, which was not the one that was the, uh, the other one, uh, the other brother that's the eye doctor. He's a pretty unlikely source though for that. Called us up and said, I'd like to pay Colin's tuition. Hallelujah. Out of the blue. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. So he went to Ramah, and his tuition was paid. And when, when Eric got there, you know, through scholarships, and I think his grandmother paid for books, and I don't know how it was all done, but somehow he got out of college. Uh, I, I don't remember all the details, but I know he didn't have any school loans. So we can pray these things out in advance. And you know, there's been a lot of things, and I know you're that way too, that I didn't know to pray it out in advance, and I got to it and tried to have, and, and I didn't have the best that God had for me. I didn't get God's best. I had to settle for something. So let's get out there this in 2010. And let's get, you know, the first three months, let's, let's pray till God says the first three months are prayed out. And I'll tell you, if you're believing for something specific, if it's a car or a new job, or if you're believing, Penn Pastor had been believing since 1999 for a, a, a paid for house. And we have sown and so, we sowed so much seed for a paid for house till the Lord one day said, don't sow another seed for your paid for house. Another, you sowed enough for that. He didn't say don't sow. He just meant you can sow for something else now. And so I don't have to sow any more seeds for my paid for house. But what I am doing is I'm making tremendous power available, you know, hallelujah. So God has a way, you know, the Bible says over here in, um, in Isaiah, hallelujah. If I can find this, I think it's marked in my Bible. I didn't know I was going to talk about this all evening, although I told Pastor earlier in the day, I said, I, I have some stuff on prayer rolling around in me. But you know what I said? Well, I'm not. Should I tell him? This was the flesh, wasn't it? I said, I just don't have the whoop for it tonight. 
You know what the whoomph is? <laughs> I didn't have the whoomph. But after I got here, the Holy Ghost gave me the whoomph. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I did study and pray a good part of the day. Hallelujah. I'm finding this scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can take this scripture and apply it several ways. But in Isaiah 62, 10, it says, Go through, go through the gates, prepare ye the way of the people, cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard. And so even as we're praying for things that we know that we were supposed to believe for, I know I was supposed to believe for a paid for house because we were at Brother Copeland's minister's conference when it just came on me in a flood one night. Well, of course, I thought it was going to be that year or the next year, you know, it was going to happen. But anyway, we can, many times what you're believing for, then you also have to clear the path for it to get to you. Because there are obstacles, there is demonic op opposition, there are people that, that are supposed to give that aren't in the mood to give, but your prayers, hallelujah, will cause them to give. I had somebody tell me, and let me help me to say this, Lord, in a way that I won't say anything wrong. But I had somebody to tell me one, one time, they said, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about, something, I don't know how the subject came up, but uh, we were talking about people having needs in their life. And they said, well, I will never give to that. They said that. And it, was, it happened to be something, and I wasn't talking about my need to them. I don't ever talk about my need to other people. Hallelujah, as far as financial or anything. But it was something I had a, I had a need in that area. We were actually talking about another person that had a need in that area. She said, well, I won't, I'm not ever going to help them with that. I'm never going to do that. And I thought to myself right then, I thought, hmm... I wouldn't be so sure, just like there's something inside me. It wasn't nine months later till, and, and this came from making tremendous power available in prayer till that very person did the very thing that they said they would never do. Hallelujah. And sometimes the people that God has uh, that can send things to you and that can, your harvest is going to come through people. You know, even if it's just that somebody opens up a job or whatever, it's, there's people involved in your harvest. And so uh, by making tremendous power available for this, well, you clear out the pathway, you clear out the stuff that's stuck in their crawl that they can't, where they can't get a hold of it with their faith, and, 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 and then they're able to, they're able to do the will of God. And this is, we're not trying to get things out of people. But we are, you know what? I, uh, we are believing God for the people that are supposed to be our harvest to obey Him. And in Word of Life Church right now, we are praying and we're believing God for finances to come. And, it, and, and God is having to, uh, ha He's having us believe for finances to come from outside sources. And so one of the things I've been praying for about a year now is, Lord, you speak to everybody that we've ever known, that has ever known us, and just put in their heart to sow seed. You can't imagine some, we got a seed this week at Word of Life Church. And I'm like, if, yeah, I had asked him who it was. I did, I, I didn't know who it was. Did not know who, who it was. And he told me who it was because they had used their first name instead of the name I knew them by. But anyway, um, hallelujah. The most unlikely people. 
the most unlikely people. So be encouraged tonight to pray in the Spirit. Be encouraged. And you know, um, what I try to do, and I believe this is, I, I just believe this is the way we have to do it with finances and with praying in tongues, is when I feel like I don't want to anymore, I try to stretch just a little bit further. If I'm sitting there in the chair and I'm praying in tongues and I think, whew, I'm about ready to, you know, whatever, then I try to push just a little further. Maybe not a lot, but just a little further. And if you do that every time, if you'll try to push your flesh just a little further than you think's comfortable, then you'll get more comfortable praying for longer periods of time. Amen? Hallelujah. And the one good thing about tongues is, too, hallelujah, you can pick it up off and on throughout the whole day. Amen? And get right back in the Spirit, get right back in the flow. And it, it, it and it'll be it'll be powerful to us. So I'm trusting that you heard this tonight. I believe the Holy Spirit had it for a purpose because we went a different direction. Pastor was going to preach. I wasn't. I didn't have point for it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And um, so I trust you needed this tonight. And I trust you're going to be a doer of the word and you're going to act on it. And there's going to be start some stuff start flowing in your life. Don't give don't don't give up if it don't flow tomorrow. You just keep on pressing. You just keep on hallelujah, untangling the knots and clearing out the path and praying the plan and hallelujah. And that and by the way, by the way, I'll just close with this. Romans 12, remember that? Uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. Hallelujah. That's how, that's, you're going to renew your mind, but the, your, that good and acceptable will of God is going to be prayed out by praying in tongues. Hallelujah. And a lot of people never even find it. Live their whole life, never even find the will of God for their lives. Let's stand up together. Oh yeah, Pastor wants to receive an offering. Fancy that. <laughs>